This is Melissa Lockard with Alex Coffee from the Steam Heads, a show about the Oakland A's. Well, teams are back, but testing is a mess. How will this impact the season? You know, we were expecting to have uh, an all-team workout for the A's on Sunday. That got pushed back because they didn't get their testing results that they had and the intake for their position players on Friday. It may even drift into Monday because they are still waiting for those results to get back. As of late Sunday, they still were in Oakland and or San Francisco and not in Utah where they were going to be tested. So obviously there's been quite a lot of issues with the testing. The Washington Nationals and the Houston Astros also had to cancel workouts on Monday because their testing results from over the weekend did not get back in a timely manner as well. The Angels reportedly had to do their own testing because their testing group did not come uh, as scheduled by MLB. So there's been a lot of hiccups. And Alex, you had an article that came out on Sunday night about sort of, you know, what the issues the A's have faced thus far, the fact that they aren't going to be able to have a full team workout in the timely fashion that they wanted to and concerns that the players have about, you know, whether this is going to be able to be done safely and in a timely manner. And I don't know what your sense is, but, you know, how concerned do you think we have to be at this point that they're not even going to be able to get this thing off the ground? I think very concerned. I mean, there are two ways that I look at it. I think there's the competitive disadvantage that this puts the A's at in terms of You know, they haven't had a full squad workout yet. Players can't even come into the facility until the test results come back. And other teams, you know, the Yankees are going to air an intra-squad workout on Yes Network tonight. So it's kind of like these teams are operating on different timelines. In a three-weeks training camp, spring training 2.0, whatever you want to call it, like, period, that obviously gives some teams competitive advantages over others. The A's have multiple at-risk players. They have an at-risk player in Jake Diekman, pitcher Jake Diekman, and at-risk coach in pitching coach Scott Emerson, who's a diabetic, type 2 diabetic. You know, they have multiple longtime staff members who are in their late 60s. So I think that there's a fear, honestly, around the club that, you know, if this is happening now already, what if this happens in the middle of a season and someone tests positive for coronavirus and we don't even know because the results haven't arrived on time. Yeah. And and what I thought was really, you know, interesting in your article was the fact that, you know, general manager David Forrest came out with a very strongly worded message to the team about, you know, how it was Major League Baseball's logistics that had sort of broken down in terms of getting the test results back in a timely fashion. And it seemed to stem from a conversation he had with Matt Chapman. And I, it, you know, it sort of implied that, that Chapman was quite frustrated with the fact that the results hadn't come back in the time frame that players had sort of been told it was going to come back in, uh, you know, when this whole process started. And, you know, it, it was notable to me just because I think you look at Chapman and, and his leadership role within that clubhouse. My guess is that he's not just speaking for himself, but he's speaking for the whole group. The buy-in that players are going to have have to have that uh, Major League Baseball leadership is going to be looking out for their best interest, you know, obviously is going to be very important. You're seeing pretty high profile players around the league like David Price and Nick Markakis and Felix Hernandez opting out of playing this season. And the A's haven't had any of those yet. But, you know, there's that sense of do we trust that Major League Baseball is going to make this work? And I think, you know, obviously in, in David Forrest's message, it was pretty clear that the A's management are trying to look out for the A's players' best interest. But as long as this 
is in the hands of MLB. I don't know how much uh, individual team management is going to be able to do to really help this situation. So it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out, too, because obviously with the contentiousness of the negotiations leading into coming back to play, players were probably already feeling a little bit uh, uncertain about, you know, obviously how the ownership as a group was going to be able to look out for them. And then for this to happen right off the bat is probably not very confidence inducing. This is all happening with the backdrop of the negotiations, you know, and I've heard some players express concerns about how seemingly little of the negotiations were dedicated to the health and safety protocols. You know, when you look at the negotiations in their totality, I'm just interested to see if any of the A's players end up opting out, you know, now that we've seen what this looks like in real time and have seen some of the hiccups in getting these tests to the teams on time. And this also seems kind of like a communication problem based on forced message. You know, it seems like MLB had plenty of advance notice about what the A's schedule was, what their, you know, testing schedule was, what their training schedule was. And it wasn't like this July 4th holiday, you know, that was originally cited as a reason why the test results or the tests were delayed in shipping out and, you know, the results were delayed in coming in. But it's not like that holiday wasn't on the calendar for for forever, you know. Since 1776, <laughs> so, right? Yeah. yeah. And apparently um, I found out this morning that in Utah closes on Sundays for the state holiday. So, you know, if the lab is in Utah, then like, how did we not plan ahead for this? Right. So it just kind of seems like it really could have been avoided. And I think that's where a lot of the, the frustration is stemming from. Yeah, you know, and I guess on the flip side, that it's happening at the beginning maybe is going to be helpful in if there is a chance to get this season to go all the way through, that they learn all these things now when it is still essentially spring training um, in the you know in the sense that this summer camp can be like a spring training, and there is a little bit more of wiggle room in terms of if you do need to cancel a practice, it's frustrating, and obviously teams are going to feel like they're a little bit behind, but it isn't a game that has to be made up later in a schedule or, or anything like that. You know, in thinking ahead, of course, there's the Labor Day holiday that'll be in the middle of the, an actual season, you know, should it take place. And so perhaps some of the lessons that they're learning now are things that, you know, will be helpful if they can get this season down the road. But, you know, I, I just think from a, a confidence perspective, it's it's got to be really hard for these guys who spent, you know, four months basically working out on their own to try to come back and, and be ready to play and then, you know, walk into a situation where they were sort of told that things were going to work in a certain way. And then it didn't doesn't work that way right off the bat. It, you know, it's, it's got to be very deflating to have that happen. And, you know, I do really have to admire you see so many of these players coming back and the shape they're coming back in and their enthusiasm for wanting to do this while at the same time still being, being very thoughtful about, you know, how it might affect their own health and their family's health. And, you know, it's a lot to take on for any person. And and, um, I, you know, I really do have to admire how how thoughtful the, the players have been th- through a lot of this process. And it'll be interesting to see how they kind of come out of this initial bump, because um, for this to work, I think both sides have to be working in tandem. And at this moment, obviously, it just doesn't seem like it's very in sync. You know, a theme that I got from hearing players talk about their experiences and, you know, some of the pitchers talk about their experiences in camp was just that they're really making listening a priority, you know, listening to their at-risk either players or coaches and like holding each other accountable and making sure that everyone's being responsible. And there have been talks of creating some kind of rule system or, you know, maybe like a fine for someone that they find out that someone's doing something off hours that they shouldn't be doing and it puts the team at risk. So they're really making that a priority. So yeah, I think that that, in addition to the lack of communication from 
MLB and the fact that Forced um, basically had to press MLB for this information. Like MLB apparently wasn't really forthcoming about these delays. Um, This was something that they had to repeatedly ask them about. I think that that's just led to a lot of frustration. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and again, this is not a small thing, right? This is not like they're being tested for, you know, something theoretical. This is a very dangerous virus that's been affecting so many people. So, you know, they they really need to know that their their health is the number one priority for this league right now. And so I think that's something where the confidence from management is going to have to be regained and regained pretty quickly for this to, to really come together. But but I also think it's it's interesting, too, because one of the things that's so unique about baseball, I think, as it relates to some of maybe the other major sports in, in the U.S., is that it's always sort of been a baseball family because it is so big. There's so many levels. You know, players will come in and, and play and then make it a lifetime of coaching because there's so many different areas that they can go into. And um, so there there is sort of this fraternity of, you, you know, you and I are in this sport together. And my guess is that the players are going to come out of this, you know, with that as something that's really bonding them together. And I wonder if from a player union perspective, if this is going to be something that's even more empowering for that group as they enter sort of the next phase of any kind of negotiations. I'm um, admittedly not an expert in these kinds of, you know, (laughs) these kinds of negotiations, but it definitely seems to me from an outsider standpoint, like I think that the case can be made that maybe MLB wasn't as meticulous as they could have been in handling this process. And obviously, player safety and player health is at stake. So that's no small thing. Hopefully, we will uh, be able to see better results from MLB in terms of getting testing turned around moving forward from this. And that, you know, it does sound like at least players still want to try to be able to make this work if it can be done safely. So, you know, hopefully we'll be able to still continue to move forward, but it's obviously a pretty troubling start to this whole thing. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later this week, hopefully to talk about uh, things that are baseball related, perhaps a first new team workout and uh, scheduling for this season. So thanks for joining us.